Hi guys, this is the final episode of our Star Wars retrospective. Just to let you know, this episode in particular is part two of our um, last sort of chunk where we talk about the sequel trilogy. Last episode was about the movies. This time we're going to carry on into the TV shows and anything left behind. So remember and watch the first episode, which was the last episode, which was the, you know, you get what I mean. Just watch the last episode. Thank you. Love you guys. Mwah. Four and a half hours. Rebecca's going to fucking top us. Right, okay, what well, after that? So yeah, we got the movies, the movies paid out. We've done that, lads, hope you enjoyed. Then we have the great fucking swing. Although, okay, I'll touch base quickly on something that we're not going to talk about much because you don't fucking have any indication for that. And that's the, the fucking third Dave Filoni animated show, and that's Star Wars Resistance. Now, you don't know anything about it. Absolutely none. Absolutely none. I was going to politely say this play and symbol. Resident is fascinating. It's got an anime style, inspired art style. A lot of people hate it. I love it. It's the same with Rebels. It's like, it just looks different, so it's weird. I think like Resident is almost cooler because, yeah, it's like, no, we're not. Rebels was like in a way that you could have imagined it being closer to Clone Wars than it was. Resistance is like, no, we are not Clone Wars. Mm. So, like, if you're like, why is this not like Clone Wars? That's just because you like Clone Wars and you want it to. Right. It's the one that feels the most, though, like, starts Disney ish. Rebels gets a lot of like unnecessary flack for season one because that one does have a lot of shit in it compared to like the kiddie stuff. Right. There is kiddie stuff. Resistance is literally like a lot of that. Oh, the doofy, I'm Kaz, I'm a woman, right. idiot. Oh, I hit my face, boy. But it still gets better. Resistance right. is just like every other day for Like, or, I think that's one of the ones where he wasn't as big on it as like others. Mm. It actually starts off quite childish, but with endearing factors and it gears up to be quite interesting. It explores like the First Order's presence. It's kind of like, what were they like? You know, how were they different for the Empire? Mm. People like accept them because they're not the Empire. And like, why would people accept them and not the New Republic? It's got some great lore. It's got like Phasma, it's got Kylo Ren in it. The character, the main character's from Hosnian Prime. And in fact, do you know, oh God, I don't know if you've seen this scene on Ahsoka. No, you know in like episode two or three of Ahsoka when there's that meeting? Like Hera has that meeting with like Mon Mothma and the mm. Chancellors. And there's the one guy who's just a dickhead. Aye. Chancellor Zayono. So he's the Chancellor of Hosnian Prime. Right. Which is the centre of the galactic government by the time of Force Awakens. is the planet that gets fucking blown up. Right. His son is Kaz, who is the main character of Resistance. Right. And... Senator Zoro's first name Hamato it appears in Resistance later on. Right. Where it's, it's revealed that somehow Zoro wasn't actually on Hosnian Prime when it got blown up. Oh, what a surprise. Whoa. Which is like, oh, he's probably a First Order collaborator. So that's all interesting. That's a really great character thing for Kaz because he like hates his dad because he's dad's a dick. Right. And they have some great character stuff. There's like set up some characters that like one character feels betrayed, so she actually joins the First Order. Then she's like, oh god, the First Order are like the First Order, so I gotta get out of here. But unfortunately, it just get cut short. It got like hard cancelled, I think. So there was like it was two seasons, mm. but they still have like a nice, ro robust ending. So Resistance is criminally underrated. It just it, it's an understandable ick because it's it's very much the sequels. It's the First Order. It's like Poe's in it, Captain Phasma's in it, BB-8's in it. It's very much of that era. But mm. it's a really, really it does the same thing that Rebels and Clone Wars does. It fleshes it out. It just explores character-focused situations. It dips and dots into like lore. There's like an episode that's basically about like. Like, oh, the, well, the First Order have hauled out all these planets. Why would they need to, like, practice, like, hollowing out planets? What could they be doing? Uh, it's like, yeah. oh, you know? Mm. But, yeah, that's all. Again, give it its due. It's actually really better than people get credit for. It's not my favourite, but, like, it's like, it, it's only two seasons. I didn't even tell you. Like, give it a go and see what you think. You might not like it, by all means. 
I think Rebecca's having trouble getting into it. We started watching that, right. and then we started watching Bad Batch, and it's kind of, let's just watch Bad Batch. Right. But I like Resistance. I think it's cool. It's it's got, like, okay. the first season focuses on racing a wee bit, because mm. that's, like, the cover story. Right. And the, it's actually quite good. The race series are quite good. The show was clearly designed around that at the start, like, oh, we're going to, like, this show of, like, good flying sequences, and it right. does. Plus Elijah Woods is in it at one point. It's okay. like a fucking full Nazi. Okay. <laughs> Damn. So yeah, that's so after that though we get to the the sort of the the shift. The, uh, yeah, the Disney Plus era. The Disney Plus era. Disney are, are putting up a streaming service, and they're like, we're going to start producing fucking high end direct to streaming television. So do you know what? For for a flagship streaming service, we need we need a Star Wars property. We need a Star Wars program. Who who are we going to go to here? Or I know. We've already got one guy on tap who does TV shows. Dave Filoni. David he Filoni. seems like a safe bet. David Filoni. David Filoni. Who else should we get? Should we get someone who like loves Star Wars? That's what we should do. We should get John Favreau. Get John Favreau, who like apparently he's just been a bit in the background for so long. Like Aye. Dave knew him from Clone Wars because he voices mm. Pre Vizsla. Yeah. Apparently there was always in the background. Man, do you know what would be cool? I'm looking for Star Wars show. If we don't like some Star Wars shit, bro. So they grab their fucking pens and pencils. Yep, and they they get to work on honestly. Like a banger. Yeah. Like it is just a banger. They grab Pedro Pascal and they cast him as the titular character of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Season one. Now, I would say that Mandalorian is like one of the most recognisable things from Star Wars. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, mean, it was marketed to be such. It came at the dawn of Disney Plus. Yep. And it was the first ever like live action TV show. But it was also just very snappy it was very to the point you, mm-hmm. like it's very recognisable yes like you see that and you're like oh Boba Fett like you just know but then that that's, Star Wars that includes the double team of the the end of the first episode of The Mandalorian introducing a baby Yoda a baby Yoda uh, later to be referred to as the child later to be referred to as Grogu the child which is like such a dramatic concept weirdly enough in the lore of Star Wars like, oh my god that's a Yoda oh yeah every, well, I mean as season one was happening I was in late I was there for the end, but I was in late. Everyone was like, what the fuck is that? Like, what, what, what is, is going that? on? <laughs> what Why is, is there a fucking baby Yoda there? Literally, what is happening there? Like, he's 150. He can't speak a fucking word yet, though. What is happening there? And we still really don't know. Literally. Let's be honest, right? We barely know anything about We actually gun. don't know what to do with him now, because he's just sort of there. Oh, he is also just there. I advocate um, that they should put him in a, a blender. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were going to say that. Uh, yeah, crush so, him with a really big shoe. But at the start, like, we were all very intrigued. Yeah. And we were all happy for it to happen. Mandalorian, especially the pilot of Mandalorian, was such a, a strong like shown out the gate. It was wild that they came in and they're like, look, we can do Star Wars, we can do it episodic, mm-hmm. we can do this budget. I mean, they had a great budget, to be fair, because it's Disney+. Plus. True, true. They took this very angular new perspective. It's like, nope, no force shit here, bitch. Now, yep. yeah. Like we're doing some bounty hunting. Well, bounty hunting is—it's very Western inspired. We've got some guns. There's a lot of like it's segmented in these like little narratives. We've got like some like odd dogmatic religious overtones. I'm saying it's a bit, it's a bit, oh, it's, like, it's a bit spicy. Political injury, there's like villains in the background, like, oh. This is like post six. There's post six. There's another thing to be fair. I mean, I know the sequels were that, but that, uh, another like post six, but still in that 30 year period between six and seven. So yeah. there's like a lot that we don't really know what happened. Mm-hmm. And it's great to always watch that. It's great to see just the post Empire when you're fresh enough. And then, like, in Mandalorian, he walks past all the stormtrooper helmets and spikes. Mm, yeah. It's like one of those iconic images. It's sort of like, oh man, like this is like a post Imperial. Like, what does the world look like now after the Empire? Yeah. And it, I mean, I thought, yeah, season one of Mandalorian, I thought was was really quite good. It's so good. Just so fantastic. It's it, one like, detractor. 
as an episode directed by Taika Waititi. Oh my god, I, I disagree. I don't like that episode. I think the one the bad episodes. That's the finale. I know, but I don't. I mean, I, well, I don't like the Taika Waititi isms of it. Yeah, you you've talked. Uh, I don't like the bit, one like, scene where there's storms of talking, talking like, and it's just, comedy. It just like annoyed me a bit. You know what I mean? I it was, was like, the oh, one I don't like is the one directed by Dave Filoni. Damn, man. It's the the gunslinger. It's the one in the middle. It's it's good good elements. It's the one where it's like Fennec Shan's in it, but it's like fucking. Don't remember that one much. It's one where he goes to Tatooine. Aye, she's like, like at the end where and like and there's like a rock like near the middle. I can't remember. That's like, literally she's there's this dick shit guy and he's like oh Mando like, let's team up and capture Fennec and mm. they go to do it and the guy gets killed. He's a fucking idiot and then Fennec gets like shot. Although right. that did have the post credits for like Boba Fett, which didn't get paid off till like fucking years and a half later. Like. Mm. But that was the one that's a bit more clunky and had like a dicky character that nobody liked. And but it was ultimately all still like it was very interesting. I had that like mm. story of the week thing mixed with like overarching like what's the deal yeah, with the baby, yeah, like yeah. what's the deal with the whole imperial political shit behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It portrayed everything in just a fascinating way. It was all like lovely and textured and you know it looked right yeah. again for the budget and that for what they did. But it just looked good. Goddamn. This was the dawn of the volume. The volume, which uh, has now become a fucking issue, but. <laughs> Back then it was... That's like, because it's been used incorrectly. Yes, correct. It's been used far too overused. But it's, back then it was... It's pogged here. It's pogged in the start of season two. Mm-hmm. Especially when they do they do this weird thing in season two where they change the framing. Like the uh, the letterbox. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Every like, one episode and it's like fucking insane. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit, that's amazing. Oh, that was cool as well, but, actually. Um, I, it's, it's used correctly here, at least for now. You're right, it does, it's used correctly, definitely, and it was a cutting edge thing at the time, so it's amazing how good they were able to make it look mm. and do all the things that they did with it. I think that's because they, they, like, developed it, mm-hmm. at least helped with, like, construction, I think. Yeah, literally in tandem type of thing, or, like, designed for at least mm. season one. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's good, it's got, like, you know, like, the main character's kind of fascinating, as you say, the sort of exploring, like, warrior cult activities and... You know, it delves into like he, he's droid trauma as well. It's got some really mm. effective flashbacks. The baby Yoda's like a mystery, but he's incredibly endearing and cute and mm, yeah. very marketable, which is probably the point. But you know, uh, toyetic, but not really toyetic in that way. And obviously, he brings like a necessary levity. Like he brings that love and warmth that it's, mm. it's again for the the Mandalorian or Din. He's yeah. really called later. Because you're not really getting that from him. He speaks like five words, maybe. Mm-hmm. This is like a story about him becoming like a dad, basically. Basically, this is Star Wars. Dads are cool, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And I like that. I, I'm, I'm quite keen on that. And I, I really loved Mandalorian season one. Mm. It was really good at like having some things in it that were like, oh my god, like what? <laughs> like post credit scene, holy shit, Moff Gideon's get the dark saber. Remember Star that Wars was, Clone Wars? Kind of weird, yeah. It was just had a very. It was a great concept and design. It was really good at introducing new things and using old things effectively. As the first TV show was just like a shining example of it. Okay, like look, here's a fun, like here's fresh, what we could maybe new do. idea. Yeah, like we can really, we can do this. We've got the ability to do so. And yeah, I mean, it looked again, looked good visually, audibly. Ludwig Gordonson does the score on this, which is insane. Ludwig Gordonson's a fucking mental composer to me. That guy, they'll give that guy a genre and he'll just conquer it. Damn. The Mandalorian theme's so iconic now. It is, yeah. You just make like a bang up piece of music. I'm like so happy with it. And I love Ludwig so much. Black Panther. I mean, all the like Ryan Cooler stuff, to be fair. Oppenheimer, to be fair. The Oppenheimer score is fantastic. Damn. Season two, then. So, season two is a fascinating one. So, you fucking love season two. I like, honestly, I mean, I, I don't even think season three is that bad, to be honest. But like, you just like hate Mandalorian now. <laughs> So, but I season two, I'm big Pace on. Pace yourself. We'll, we'll all get to that. I'm big on season two because it incorporates more like of wider Star Wars, but doesn't lose what I feel is Mandalorian. 
yeah, it steps up in scope. Uh-huh. That's it's a fascinating evolvement, like from the first season being so insular and then the second mm-hmm. season being like, no, like here's the other things going on. Yeah, the galaxy gets a bit bigger. Literally. And, and you know, I am really, a lot of people hark Mandalorian season two for being like the cavalcade of cameos. I don't really agree with that. I don't really, I actually really liked pretty much all of Mandalorian season two as well. I thought it was really great. I thought mm. seems sort of great character work. I do think they sort of meander a bit and there's not really a lot that happens to the characters. They just have like a goal and they just are trying to achieve that goal, but they get right. swept up on other things. It was really compelling to see like the characters though, like the like jump debut of like, oh, by the way, here's Cobb Vance for the fucking books. Like, like based a Cobb fucking character. Love Cobb Vance, man. And then, so this is the, the fucking debut of Katie Sackhoff as Bo-Katan and also Rosario based. Dawson as Ahsoka. Also based. I disagree with Ahsoka being based. I think I just have, our characterization is so weird and moody and, mm. They've tried to become to go back and like justify it, but it always just feels like a, a justification. Right. Although I do think she's getting there. Like I, I've enjoyed her in Ahsoka more than like here. Okay. And she's still fine here. She's, she's quite sage. She's quite wise. I just think she's got like a weird chip on her shoulder. Is all. Right. But as I say, that gets explored and sort of worked through Ahsoka. But like also, I like Bo-Katan is a no-brainer. Like Kate Sackhoff playing Bo-Katan is like yeah, obviously that's just uh, that's, that's just as she, she is. Like yeah. just that character. Makes she, sense. She aces it. She's great. Of course. I mean, a lot of the same things apply, great music, great visuals and that, just cool that they've expanded it. So I don't hate The Mandalorian as of season two. Yes, I he was, hates it as three. I was very upset with the ending of three because it just was a big, cheap, weird, ugly two. CGI. Oh, sorry, I did two. I, yeah. A big, ugly CGI Luke Skywalker. I don't think it looks that bad. I think it does. It gets, well, better, think... it gets better than the other shows, but yeah, it, yeah. I think it looked that bad in that one. Man. I mean, I'm just not remembering it as hard. I just don't... I have said it. I don't like the deification of Luke Skywalker. I just don't like the belief that, like, oh, look, Luke showed up here because it's always going to be Luke because he's the coolest guy and but, everyone thinks he's amazing. But it does him. just make sense here. Kind of, yeah. But then I wouldn't have, like, necessarily been against it if it wasn't them. There's, like, concept art where they used Plo Koon to hide it so that they could show concept and yeah. that and storyboards. And, like, I thought Plo Koon would have actually been just as good because, like, Ahsoka's in the show and they could interact because that was... Plo Koon was Ahsoka's map. No, we found Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. I just think that that's... It's the bringing back Luke Skywalker. It's like, the, let's trottle out this nightmare from the bins. Like, Luke Skywalker's, like, back. He's cool in this one. He has, like, a dramatic hallway scene. Aye. Which, like, just to show you how cool he is, he's, like, murdering a bunch so of fucking, fucking droids. Based. And he just takes Grogu because that's just what he is. He's Luke Skywalker and he's going to teach him because he's super cool and wise. He's going to teach the kid. And I was like, oh, I don't care. Fucking, who cares? <laughs> like, Luke Skywalker just showed up and doing nothing. Because it felt like at the time such, again, like, coming off of Last Jedi and then even with Isaac Skywalker, it's like, oh, like they're just embarrassed to, like, have Luke Skywalker be interesting. Damn. They're just going to have him show up and just be CG. Just hit a bunch of robots and leave. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what it was, to be honest. It wasn't doom and gloom as I thought it was, obviously. It's not that bad. Yeah. But I quite like it. <laughs> no, I know you do as well. That's the thing. I wouldn't even put it against Because a lot of people loved it because it was just good to see look For a lot of people, like classic look. Mm-hmm. I just, like, just I, don't I don't like know. it. I, I just, it just feels very much like our look. It looks Skywalker. Like he's here. But I don't know. It's it's a subjective thing to fear. I don't like a lot of like young Luke Skywalker these days because as I say, I feel like people are really start like deify him. But I didn't hate Mandalorian for that. Mm-hmm. I just was like, kind of like, oh, bollock. It was just look right. end. Okay. I do hate season three though. I think before we get season three, we we should discuss both. Can it. I do both end now? Okay, I was debating it. Right. Yeah. I mean, in between seasons two and three, the Mandalorian, we did get the miniseries, the Book of Boba Fett. Yes. The Book of Boba Fett is such a weird one. 
like I was talking to some people and we've like looked back on it and here's the skinny where like it it, it had a really great start. Uh-huh. Like Boba Fett coming I back, agree, it's a given. Whatever, of course he's survived. Aye, and it was really cool in season two when he dropped. Mm-hmm. Oh god, aye, the season two come back and then he gets his armor back and he goes mm. like pure sickle mode. Aye. I didn't necessarily need him to just be like a cool guy killing everybody, but it was just good. So like, Boba Fett's back. He's cool. He's angry. He's alive. And then the the Tuscan Raider backstory is all like it's so cool. great Bring and cultural and full of, like interesting layers and that based literally and then Boba's going through some more stuff as well you can judge how he's feeling hmm. but then it just sort of devolves out of nowhere and it's just like nonsense as well like the Tuscan Raiders just like suddenly die off screen for no reason at all Good night, bye hmm. and I'm like oh fuck no that was my subplot hmm. and they're like no we dropped it it fell off the shelf and broke and then they just get mired in all this like weird like oh I'm like a crime lord but I'm not really I'm not really going to do anything but I'm going to do some stuff I mean that uh, I would like more exploration of that we do for two episodes, just not have Boba Fett. Yes. We just uh, have Mandalorian. Also, it just again. becomes the Mandalorian again. Uh, it's, it's, it really is the Mando 2.5. Which, that is before the... Before it's Boba Fett. I don't know if I love that or hate it. It's absurd that they I just mean, I don't drop like him. It. It's just no... What I was want. I just I wanted Boba Fett for the Boba Fett show. Yeah, the, the thing about the Boba Fett no. show is it sort of meanders and trips and falls at the end. It dumps the Mando I, in it. I will it. say, I do like the ending where Mando's involved. And it's yeah. like a big team effort. Yeah, that's and I like, like that. Mm. So I would I could I could see you justifying it saying we need these episodes to have a minute. That makes yeah. sense to me, to be fair. But then the other problem is is that the, the, the Book of Boba Fett has a bunch of like bizarre like critical fucking like lore in it and they're like, No, we're just gonna sneak it in the Book of Boba Fett, but we're gonna tell you about like the destruction of man lore and we're gonna mm. literally do Din's entire shit with the Darksaber and that. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna deal with that. And like, Grogu's gonna leave and then immediately come back in the same show. Uh-huh. Like this Boba Fett show has like CGI fucking Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka. Aye. Like just put that in Mando season three mm-hmm. or Mando season two or not fucking the Boba Fett show. What's Aye. Boba Fett who's fucking about in Tatine tried by a crown lord? What's he up to at this moment in time? I'd like to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, you that's know, what I was feeling journals. Mm-hmm. I don't even hate the concept. It's just like, why are we doing all this here and now? Go mm-hmm. back to Boba Fett. Exactly. So yeah, it ended a bit like dodge on me for that one. I didn't hate it, but I was a bit like, oh, okay. Mm. Like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to remember or take for this either. Yeah. Was that a big one? Sort of like, what's the what's the purpose at the end of the day? I don't know. It was, I, th- I think it was just like seven o'clock convenience for, oh, we need to get here in three, mm-hmm. season three Amando, so let's just do it here and then we'll have a cool fight at the end anyway. And Boba's just sort of like, I'm just going to become a crime boss just because. And like, uh, there's like a vacuum there. I guess he knows how to do it because he's been in that world already. Like, I guess. Sure. But I, again, like I would, I need more exploration for it. I sh- this is a problem that so many things have to change. It's just like characters just need to talk. And I'm like, I'm sad because we probably will never get a season two of Book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. and therefore like the Boba Fett content will not be like coming into my veins. Yeah. As much as I want it to be. I was gonna say I have no idea how they're gonna reapproach that. Well, he's he's probably gonna be in Mando Four, okay. and yeah. it'll it'll definitely show up in like some form in Filoni's big crossover movie TV show thing. Anyway. Yeah. So we'll see him there, but. I need I need more from him. Aye, that's pretty much it. You know, I had so much good energy and so much like interesting stuff at the start, and then just yeah, sort of petered out. And I kind of just didn't really know what they were doing with the character. Or why, like he's like a soft crime lord who's like there and struts mm. about, but he isn't like a super bad guy. But then like, does anyone even care by the end as well? <laughs> like, what even is like that's it's one of the things I think will obviously just be more relevant in time. Probably. Like, they might just, ha- like, fucking Filoni's movie just comes back to Boba Fett and he's relevant, but it's just, like... Weird. There was so much of the book of Boba Fett for ultimately nothing. I guess. I mean, I, I mean, I did, like... They called me back after the episode, I didn't like, because they had the Chad Cad Bane show up. Yeah. And, like, do some shit with called Vanth. 
and then we had the big fight, and then he was riding a rancor or something mm. at the end. So I don't really I know. was all crazy, but it was awesome. In my eyes, I did like seeing Cad Bane back, obviously. Yeah, I mean, Chad I'm Cad Bane. Super it was up a, for that. I think it was practical as well, wasn't it? Really like CGI. It looked very good. God bless. It looked very nice. Oh, man, bless him. But yeah, I, I, it's, it's like I sort of like, yeah, it was good. It was all right. It's nothing you would write home about. Mm. That not... will, that leads into season three, which is where your issues begin. God. Season three, Mandalorian. And get worse. I'm just getting too tired for this, isn't I? <laughs> like, right, season three, the Mandalorian, it, it, it's my, it's a problem to me because it just feels aimless. It just feels like, like the first episode or two just retreads the situation and then just things start happening with Bill Andy talking about it, explaining it. And other weird things have like happened, like fucking, oh, I, okay, I'm sort of losing it on that one, but basically, I think the Mandalorian season three just has a bit too much meandering. Right. I don't really think they, they had like all these ideas of where they wanted the plot to go and then just sort of like shamble the characters along. Okay. Nobody really gets like interesting enough plot moments and they're sort mm. of, all the ones that they do are like, what? Like fucking Din's like Harry Potter Elder One bullshit to get the fucking Darksaber to Bo-Katan. It's like, whatever, man. Like, you spent a lot of time being like, no, I'm not going to hand it over to you, it's cursed, but you know, I've solved a fucking coin puzzle at least once. Mm. So now it's like, hang on, I think I just phased out there. <laughs> what was I talking about? You were talking about how Bo Katan got the dark saber from Din over. No, I was actually right. I like no, there's a, there's like a, a fucking a, 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 a pachinko machine fell through and like she picked it up on one thing and technically now she owns it. So actually, it was always yeah. hers. Aye. Now the idea that the show wants to pivot towards her being the Mandalorian is based. I like that. It's based in fine, and yeah. I like that. But they they bungle all the characters up to that point. Din right. ceases to fucking exist. In this the guy season. gets the dark saber. Gets basically told mm, you're having trouble with the dark saber. He's like, yeah, I'm, and he just ceases to exist. Right. He doesn't do really anything other than just sort of hover about and agree or disagree with people, and then go like do the thing. This is Bo-Katan's story, and it's at the expensive uh-huh. din, and they didn't properly right. telegraph that or handle the characters. They just well, like, we're gonna just keep din about, but he's just not really gonna do anything or say anything of consequence. Because we're now it's now we're focusing on Bo really. Exactly. Right. The same goes for Grogu. He, that little fucker's just there, and I hate the kid now. Well, you can hate them because, like, in season four, they won't be in it much, don't worry. Mm-hmm. They'll just be chilling in a, in a fucking house somewhere. I honestly, like, I hope they just leave it where they did. I, like, that's bit, fine, I think. You can just, like, like, not like it because it's a bit meandery. I think it needed... How many episodes was it? Six? Uh, eight, I think. Eight, right. I think it honestly needed a bit more. I can't lie. Well, or they could have done a bit more with the episodes, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's... What, like, there's so many bits now. There's literally the Lizzo episode. Right. So I don't hate that because Lizzo and Jack Black are actually like they're fun. I love Jack Black. I mean, Lizzo's obviously like a fucking issue now. That's cool. Like they're still those cameras were good. Christopher Lloyd, I think, was waste. Like you probably could have done much more Christopher Lloyd than the Z tier villain. That whole episode is literally just like we have to go get the Mandalorian forces. Like let's Uh just take up a really fucking ridiculous side quest. Basically, my side quest now. That's like pointless. Mm. Let's take up a side quest. It's literally pointless and they'll do nothing for us Mm. other than like get us to where we need to go anyway that we could have just went to in the first place. Yeah. And it doesn't really tell us anything or do anything for us. And nobody's really having character moments anymore. Aye. Bogdan has a whole, like, dark leading and then just gets over it anyway, which was the anticipated thing. And at least she does have a thing going on, but that's like it. Right. And I'm like, why am I invested in any of this? And, like, all the shit just fucking falls into place. Like, Gideon's, like, there. The bad guy's like, I'm Gideon, and I have a sort of dark trooper armor for myself. And I have mm. evil force-sensitive clones that we were kind of hinting at earlier, but this yeah, is, like, yeah. a shit-tier answer. Aye. Ah, uh, that's never really seen through the Grogu blood thing. It's just like a bad idea. It might be clones. later, but right now it's not really like going anywhere. Honestly, you could have just left it at like. We were trying it. Like and the it Palpatine failed. cloning shit. Aye. 
like yeah the experiment with like can you move like people who can use the force into a clone body hmm. well not whether we need that anytime soon cool I think that the fact that like they destroy like Gideon destroys the Dark Saber is like weird and pish because they just sort of forget to like do anything with the, the emotional logic in the Dark Saber like uh-huh. nobody really grapples with it other than Din who's like gets away from him right like the, Gideon destroys it which is like dead Gideon should be the one to destroy it it should be a Mandalorian it should be like Bogatan mm. or Din or somebody because uh, who like reclaims like I were we're past like old is. outdated traditions yes we're forging a Mandalore uh-huh. no like Gideon just does like, fuck uh, fuck you I'm like, oh no, getting destroyed the Dark Saber, yeah. but we're fine anyway, it doesn't mean anything. Because we, we recognise the leader of the people. And it's like, okay, like, I get it, but like, ugh, That's like you went it. about it in the yeah. wrongest fucking ways possible. But you mm-hmm. had all these, like, opportunities for, like, good characters and story and you just didn't take them, and other times you just padded it to fuck. You just chucked in nonsense that I just don't want to see. I mean, like, do you know what, right? Like, you've made some good points, I can't lie. I still just enjoy it, I can't lie. <laughs> You're allowed to enjoy it, I still just means. enjoy Mandalorians flying about shooting people. Well, you know. I was at, um, and. Honestly, like just seeing Bo-Katan day things is well, cool for me. I mean, yeah, that's that's. I mean, that taps into the meandering. As pretty much every episode is just like, what really is the go? I guess we're going to maybe go back to Mandalore eventually, and Aye. then they, how do we get about? I enjoy like the convent stuff. Like, I enjoyed like Bo-Katan. Like, oh, she is the one that can walk between the worlds and like breach the uh, the the chasm that is the religious order of the Mandalorians. I enjoy that to a degree, but I think the the problem is, is that they just fumbled what, what they were doing with all that. Right. Like the past two seasons were almost like antagonistic to get to the point where like season two is like, oh by the way, these guys are like an actual cult. I need to and, leave. Like, you've been like misled and that and then in the season three he's like, nah, mm. actually there's a big deal in the cult and I love the cult actually and it turns out the cult's actually not that bad and we're all friends with each other. Mm. Like all those story beats were like so like blah like and then I think just happens. Mm. And a lot of episodes are like, going to a place and doing a thing. I do like elements so as I say I like your like, individual characters. Like I like Dan as a character, even though he's shit in this one. I like like the armorer. Yeah, the armorer's like always been good. I think. I like um Paz. I like Paz to a yeah, degree, but like that's Paz. just like John Favreau. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like Gideon to a degree as well. He has like shit motives and shit like ending, but he's still like, he a fun villain. in this. He does. I was going to say <laughs> I was at Star Wars Celebration, and I went. I was. I got to go to a special screening of hmm. the episode where they get to Mandalore. Right. Right. And like this starting scene with like it's called the spies and uh the first scene with like the fucking Shadow Council and like mm-hmm. Peleon and like Brindle Hux and I'm like holy shit sequel trilogy reference Thrawn trilogy reference Thrawn yeah. reference I'm losing my mind mm-hmm. I just thought the rest of that episode was just like why because it's just like there is no spies it's like a biblical reference it's not like mm-hmm. the spies and the name's not a reference to actual spies it's a yeah. reference to some quote for the Bible right. And, like, people just walk about in that, and, like, Din just shows up, and he's like, oh, I'm just, like, actually going to just pledge my allegiance to bo I'm like, okay, I guess Din Let's had a feelings. Is that, is that the Mythosaur episode? No. That's the one after it? Yeah, yeah, I'm oh, pretty okay. sure. No, because they, they... When they, do we dip in the waters? They, no, that's, like, the finale, I'm pretty sure. Because they go into the, the, the cave, and then they go down oh, into... She the... sees it before the finale, right? Who, bo Aye. Because they go there. Yes. Din dips that's in it. A, aye, that's episode two or three because aye. she has to save, like, flush him out of the water. Aye. We see it again later, but yeah. But aye, they, they, they go down and like he's Moff getting secret underground fucking super base. Aye. That alone, but they see it again, um, or at least one of them does in the last episode, I'm pretty sure. I just, I don't know, it's, more episodes might have helped to be fair as well. I just think I'll, even some of the ideas they have were just like, really, like, why are we here and why are we doing this and how does this help us just get to the point and what is the point at this point? <laughs> I think the point of this one was to get Din out of the way. Pretty much. And I think like, that is what we've achieved now. I do feel like we've sealed him up, we've wrapped him up, we've done as much as we could with him. Not just because that is where we want it to go because we just, 
Bo-Katan's a more marketable bigger character somehow, right? Yeah. Even though she's from an animated show, which I'd say probably wasn't as popular even as Mando season one, it still seems like that's the vibe. And Pedro Pascal's busy with her shit. So, like, he's probably busy doing Last of Us season two and three. God, I he's so Before fucking he's busy, coming back yeah. to this. Like, what the fuck is he going to be coming back for this? I'd let it be Bo-Katan and let her, like, deal with her, like, fucking try to manage control. Because she has, like, a Aye. lot of baggage. I mean, she's dealing with that. She's probably alive when we're doing Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's parallel to this right now, season three. I don't think it is. The, there's a reference in an episode you've not seen that literally says that this takes place after season three. They reference some, they retake oh, the Mandalore. Right. right, so, right, okay. So, it's, so she's alive. Like, uh, Ahsoka's, like, so after. She's got to see... What's the relationship? Uh, cousin? Or, like, like sister? Something like that? Who? Bo-Katan and Sabine. They're not related. They're not related? No. Not at all? They're, like, they're sort of technically clan mates, I think. Ah, I don't yeah. know. House Ren's like part of like Clan Vizsla, right? And technically, Bogdan was all about that. Uh-huh. Bogdan is like good friends with Sabine's mum. Yes. So there's like a whole familiarity, but they're not like biological related. To okay. be fair. I thought there was like some familial ties, but they've they I mean they've got to meet up because it's two recognisable female Mandalorian characters. Yeah. And both of them have held the dark side, but at one point, like exactly, I'd see them sort of talking, reevaluate. But then also, I want them to deal with emotional stuff. Mm. Like there's an issue in Ahsoka that they don't really ever like explain the emotional stuff correctly and, and then when they do it some really weird or shitty ways mm. like I would have Bo-Katan and Sabine sit down and talk about like oh by the way like fucking Mandalore get re-glassed like Sabine's yeah. guilt about like my mission of just giving up the sword mm. Bo-Katan's guilt about taking the sword or like her own failures because she's also had like development after season 3 of Mando yeah. so I'd like to see all that go but that's just like a problem with the, the strength of the characters it's just they were all plopped in a terrible season mm. right. of like just it's just too many things don't go really anywhere decently right. or sensibly and it's all just piddling along to the end till we just take back Mandalore and we fight Moff Gideon it's all just like yep and he crushed the dark saber and we beat him up and okay. we win okay. I just didn't feel like any stakes or emotions or any sort of narrative like it. thematic stuff it was just right. like we're going to do a thing and we're going to take our fucking time getting there fair okay I mean it feels like meandering much like I would say Ahsoka to be honest yeah. if we're going to go there right now so Ahsoka yeah let's I think we're ready to wrap up on Ahsoka I mean is there anything else Mando especially I feel like I've, I'm getting tired I don't know if you can yeah, tell you're, you're just drifting guys because I'm talking about like Mando season 3 and like fucking Rise Skywalker and it's just ah, like uninteresting it's, it's taken it over they're both so uninteresting there's nothing to grip me yes they've drained them of life I like watching them going cool reference cool but then I'm like where was the story where was the emotions why was I actually tuning mm. in why did I care about these people other than just that's the Mandalorian for the Mandalorian right. TM. That's yeah, cool, yeah. good TM for the Mandalorian TM. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's much else to say on three. I'm excited for where it goes. You are less enthused about where it goes, obviously. I know. I'm, but I I'm excited to see. Back. I mean, mm-hmm. you're like, I, you just, I don't want to leave it just on me being filling out. So you say yeah. you like it. You're just happy to see Mandalorian being Mandalorian. I, I'm like, well, I just think I'm, I'm less invested in a serious level like you. Yes. So I'm more happy just to take the weekly kind of, oh, this is what we're doing this week kind of thing. That, this is really the curse of like Andor and Last Jedi and it's like, mm-hmm. Star Wars can be good and rich and textual. Uh-huh. It can have great layered narratives and I know it can be. So when stuff skews that, I get like, oh, fuck, you could be so much better. I know yeah. you could be so much better. Aye. And I suppose I need to be careful not to unfairly like pop yeah, on it. Yeah, because maybe they're not trying that. Yeah, True, but. but then it's like, for example, like when shows like The Mandalorian, they just kind of like lack the basics. Right. 
it's a bit like right well I can fucking see that like mm. you don't need to be Andor to like have like oh, by the way mind put in a fucking plot and like aye. a progressing narrative that doesn't just fuck about in a reason to do what we're doing type of thing aye, aye. but you as you say I mean I'm not disparaging you for feeling that way either like it's good that you're like you get your fill for like the actual just raw Mando content aye aye because we don't have it's like pirates man we don't have enough pirate content it's we true, don't have we enough, enough pirate content. Mandalorian content really IMO I guess uh, it's <laughs> always worth it to keep an eye on them because there's a lot you could do with them aye I feel yeah but yeah do you know what we'll, we'll cap it off with a little peddle of Ahsoka around which aye. I've finished you've not I've not finished but we can you can just spoil it for me because honestly I'm not too bothered because from what I've seen online we just sort of end in a similar place to season 3 of Mandalorian what do you mean and that we're, people are here but we don't really like there's been a minute level of development I feel yeah, I mean, like, even in Mando Season 3, they take the planet back, at least. Yeah, so, like, we don't really know... Like, but I, I don't really know what the bread to that is. Like, aye. what's I'm that not, look like? How's that feel? Right, from what I've seen, Balin's somewhere. Uh, Hattie's somewhere. Shin, uh, Shin, right, she's somewhere. Sabine and Ahsoka are, like, mates again. They're, like, training again. So do you, you fuss about spoilers there? You not really, no. like, me go. And then I go. And then, uh, and then thingy, Ezra's, like, here back again. Well, like, it's a bunch so, of He's like, just the, the stuff we can talk about at the top mm. so Soka at least uh, to a degree is interesting as like a rebel sequel series it's bringing back Shin, Hera no Shin Sabine, Hera like Chopper like getting Ahsoka back in the fold aye it's all about the throne situation uh-huh. it's basically a build up we know it's all sort of leading to a throne thing you know you've got yeah. the teasing in Mando season 3 mm. and teasing like Soka now um, and this is about like you know dealing with where's throne post rebels yes I think it's, pre-sequels. it's Dave Filoni's like major out there. He's the dude directing and showrunning that. I think it's definitely some teething issues. Oh well, yeah, well, aye. It's the direction's not always great. There's a lot of like flat, sort of like stilted cinematography. It's his first sort of like run as a showrunner, mm. and like a, this is his baby, live action baby. Yeah, first live action baby. He seems to nail it animation wise as we've spoke before correct aye he seems to have it there but for something to do live action like even if he's not the one doing the full writing the full directing he doesn't seem to know what's wrong it is just a very different medium so Mm -hmm. that is you're saying teething issues like I've no doubt he's got it in him because he he understands the characters and he's got a filmic sense at least you know season 1 episode 6 mm-hmm. which is the one literally the next one for you right, right. is actually really good I okay. don't know who like, directed that but obviously like whatever Dave was doing he was doing it right there Aye. IMO Aye. the music's fantastic because it's the Kiners who have scored like all the other animated shows okay. or at least like Clone Wars Rebels Bad Batch right. and they just are like fuck it we've now got like a symphonic orchestra and we're, we're doing like a live show they yeah. go fucking wild it's such a beautiful score there's a two part epilogue song and mm. epilogue part 2 has it some of the most beautiful, resounding, bombastic, like joyous music I've ever heard in my life? Right, it's bizarre because okay. it just comes from a soaker. The actual show is pish. <laughs> um, yeah, they they okay. So they have like this like whole shit about throne. They kind of start to add wrinkles into like the characters. They right. tr- tr- show up and like. By the way, Ahsoka came back off screen mm-hmm. and trained Sabine. And then stop trading Sabine. After Rebels, yeah, yeah, yeah. After and then Rebels, they're yeah. also angry at each other for some reason. Aye, which we're not explaining or dealing with properly right now. No, they don't explain it till the finale, and it's a really shit way of going about doing it. They're just, like, investigating that. Meanwhile, you've got, like, the Throne team, who's, like, the Witch Lady from Mandalorian Season 2 on this yep. okay episode. Aye. She's got, like, a bunch of mercenaries. She's got, like, an Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got this... Two, a Balin Skull, he's a pretty Shin Hattie. Yeah. Now... The whole thrust is we basically find out Thrones in our galaxy. Yep. We have to go get them. 
Aye, and it's like the a different get him galaxy. To bring him back, a different galaxy. Yeah, not a brand new thing for Star Wars, but like a like a very distinct, like that's an out there move. It's a distinct like there's gonna be some cool weird new stuff over there, and yeah. also it explains why he's like gone. Aye. It's no easy to just come back from our galaxy. That's not easy at all, no. Aye. So the races, the villains have got to get there. The heroes have got to stop them getting there. Yep. Or at least stop them from bringing Thrawn back. Because like there's a bit like well if Thrawn's there, Ezra might be there. So Sabine's like I should go get Ezra. Uh-huh. So he's like mm, maybe not. There's a lot of debate there. Yeah. For the most part, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it more than Mando season three. Mm-hmm. Other than like the aesthetic issues, like we talked together about, the, like the lightsaber fights in this just don't look that good to me. Uh-huh. They're very stiff. There's one shot that you've not seen the finale, but I was talking to you about where like the, the camera just stays completely stationary, yeah. like center framing. They do nothing interesting with it, and it just feels like boring shit. Something and, people do, and th- we know the team, the TV team, can do it because. In the season two episode, the Jedi like the fight seems fine. Yeah, the Ahsoka fight is not an issue. Mandalorian was fine, absolutely. And then the look stuff at the end. I know he's just fighting a CGI. Aye, it's not a good like scene. Aye, aye, I'm not, I'm not that bad. Don't worry. Aye, aye. So like, I don't really know what their issue was here. People keep Mm. saying it looks great. So I don't. I just doesn't. Yeah, I don't know what they're saying. Personally, I don't, I don't know what I've seen. The primary issue with me is they just keep plodding the plot along and never actually explaining what a person is thinking or what they're doing. So to just I would agree a point. Like I understand. Like to me, uh, like Sabine's emotions seem pretty cut to me. Like especially when she's got the choice to make of giving up the. Uh, the orb yeah that's that makes sense to me there is like some know. shining spots Sabine's Aye. like there's people have good and bad in this Sabine's like feelings in that most of the time are pretty good in that mm-hmm. the only thing with Sabine I think the bottle is I mean this is full spoilers okay like so to quickly like hit you up on the end right episode 6 they get to Peridia I fucking Thrawn comes back Thrawn's there Aye. he's working with the Night Sisters there are three mm-hmm. fucking witches Graham yeah I've seen the them the great now. mothers yeah who can bring the dead back, by the way. Literally, they can do what the Night Sisters can do in the Clone yeah. Wars. Uh, when they do it, because they do it in the finale, they yeah. resurrect a bunch of soldiers, it's mm. the same chant and everything, like oh, word right. for word, so that's cool. quite cool. Yeah. Thrawn's like chilling, he's like, yeah, I'm fucking tactical, I'm cool. Mm. Thrawn's like, yeah, give Sabine what she asked for, like, give her a, a, a dog, Aye. give her Ezra Bridger's lasso credits and let her go wild. And they're mm. like, you sure? And he's like, yeah, because we'll, we'll kill them or just leave them here anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. So Sabine goes, Sabine finds Ezra, Aye. Ezra's there. Like, oh, he's cool. hanging out with fucking I snail people. Yeah. And he has a great reunion. There's more to that as well. Ahsoka basically gets all chill and cool and coming out of the world between worlds. Mm. She goes up and flies and she gets the other dimension, the other unit of the galaxy by literally doing what Ezra does in Rebels and like fucking force communing with a Pargo. Mm, yeah. And a Pargo fucking like eats the shuttle and yeah, I've seen takes that. them. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. cool. They get there, they get into like a fight, a scuffle. We, we there's, a, there's a whole episode of basically fighting. Because there's also these like bandits, right? And like Shin and Balin are out looking for Aye. Ezra. Because Shin fights them. Yeah, they get in a fight. Balin finally gets like uh, f- finally says something about who he is and what he's doing. Right. Which is on Peridia, mm-hmm. this planet. Like, there is a thing, and he wants to like I think remake the universe or redo something it's or have the power to like do something. Aye. He just says like, there's something calling to him. I want to like he talks a lot about like. You know, he, he liked the idea of the Jedi, but in their execution, they were failures. Mm. That's it. It's very vague. They leave it at that. And Balin's, like, very intriguing. He like, is very intriguing. Balin, I would love to see more of. to perfection. not. I know, Ray Stevenson, it's an absolute tragedy that they just didn't do anything good with the character for Ray Stevenson, because mm. Ray Stevenson spends the whole season being great and interesting and acting Aye. with the nothing he's given. And, like, would be great if he's seen more. Literally. We just, we just and he's gone now. In that episode, because what happens is, is in the second last episode, there's a lot of fighting. Balin and Shin get involved. Balin basically goes like, I'm going to bounce. Mm. Shin, see you, see you later. I know you don't really care about what I'm doing, so Do, go, do you want. Go Aye. fight like them. 
like I know you want to be with the Empire, which mm. that caught me off guard. Everyone's like, yeah, Shin kind of looks for like power. And I'm like, I think does she? Again, they don't really ever properly clarify yeah. other than Balin telling us what she thinks. Mm. I'm like, what does she think? Mm. But Balin fucks off. He just leaves her to it. So there's a big fight where like Ezra and Sabina, Sabina are like defending the snail people. Mm. Ezra's like a monkey. He's like force aye. fighting. He's no fighting well, he's Literally at that point, I because Sabine's like, there you go. And he's like, no, it's your one. You keep it for now. I can do the force for now. And eventually, Soga gets there and they all fight together. Mm-hmm. They even try and like shin. Do you want to come with us? And she's yeah. like, oh, bye. I gotta go. So she runs away. Mm. Hera also has a quick scene where she gets like court-martialed for like doing all these missions for being a jobber but like she doesn't get away with it because fucking C3 penis comes up oh yeah he shows up and he's like here's like some fabricated proof by Princess Leia from Star Wars right she's fine it's a fun we scene to be fair. There's a good bit where Mon Mothers like by the way, like like what's like the threat level? Aye, like what's actually bad. Hera's like, yeah, bro. It's bad. It's bad. Ah, uh, yeah. You probably should get on that. You should probably right fucking now. wake up, guys. Yeah. And then yeah, the finale. So the first off, the finale like literally doesn't have Balin and Shen in it. So like, cause I, they, Balin's like, I'm gonna go do my thing, and she's yeah. like, I gotta go do my. Th- I'm gonna mm. fuck off for a bit. So the finale's right. We're gonna go stop throwing. Yeah. Ezra builds a new lightsaber because he's now with Hu Yang getting all. It's great because he uses Kanan's like emitter. Right. And he's like, Hu Yang talks about him like Caleb. Right. Like, I made Caleb's lightsaber with him. Right. I have a spare emitter. Mm. So Ezra makes his own new lightsaber that looks like Kanan's a bit. Then this is, okay, so this is the first bit that really knocks me. It's Ezra and Hu Yang that discuss the crux of what happened between Ahsoka and Sabine. Right, not Ahsoka like, and oh, Sabine. Oh, by the way, Ahsoka trains Sabine, but then when when the Mandalore bombing happened, like when Mandalore got glassed the first time, yeah. all of Ahsoka, uh, Sabine's family died, mm-hmm. and Ahsoka got worried that Sabine was like not was was trained to become a Jedi to like take revenge and to, like gain powers to then fight back, right. which isn't like the Jedi way, and was fucking might become the dark side. Yeah. So Ahsoka like left her. Mm. And I'm like, there it is at the end of the fucking show. Right. There's a concept of a character moment and motivation. And it's not the characters who are relevant to it don't even fucking talk about it. And then they have a good scene where like Ahsoka and Sabine talk more about like you know being a Jedi and like oh I'm 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 Conan I'm going to support you. Mm. Um, being a Jedi is not all about using a lightsaber. And then Ezra walks up and he's like look I got my lightsaber. Oh, okay, funny. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, like the, all these like emotional moments are being waffled because they're not talking about them and no one's like expressing what they're feeling or what they're thinking at any point. So we just find out later as like exposition. Like, that was, could have been a character arc or an important character beat, and we just mm. found out because Hu Yang told Ezra right. later. So they go to get thrown. They, like, fight in his fortress. They fucking shoot lasers, and mm. they jump through them. Thrawn's like, oh, I'm grumpy about that. Fight the night troopers. There's that really boring scene where, like, they're all using lightsabers, yeah, but it's yeah. just face-on fucking vertical. But then, like, they resurrect the night troopers, mm. which is cool. I'm not even going to pretend. Yeah. Morgan gets, like, a promotion. The night sisters are like, man, do you want, like, we're going to make you, like, part of the coven. Right. Because you've been like so based, obviously. And they do this another thing that's lifted directly for Clone Wars word for word. It's mm-hmm. when they make a Sage like a night sister. Yeah. Although for Morgan it makes her a bit pale, but they give her the fucking full facial like burn tattoos. Right, right. And then they give her Mother Talzin's sword right, yeah. from that episode of Clone Wars where she fights Mace Windu. It mm. doesn't look the same, but they're like, We've got a weapon for you, this is the blade of Talzin and they do the big green magic. Mm. And I'm like, Cool, Night Sisters fucking pogged out the nut. Aye. And so like, they fight the zombies, they kill the zombies. Morgan fights Ahsoka one on one. People say it's the best fight of the whole show. Again, I don't really like. I looked at it, and I don't really see it. Like I don't uh, care. Yeah. They get up to like the the Star Wars. Star Wars about to leave. They're ready to go now. The whole thing was they were loading cargo. Right. Thrawn was like, I have a bunch of cargo, f- seemingly from the Night Sisters. It's right. possible they've emptied a bunch of corpses of the Night Sisters out onto this fucking Star Destroyer. Right. Um, probably a little resurrect because you know what the Night Sisters are like. 
Um, but anyway, the transfer complete. They're going. They're fucking leaving the, the fucking place. Mm-hmm. And they get up to the... So, like, Morgan and Ahsoka are fighting. Meanwhile, Ezra and Sabine run up. And they're like, we're here with the plans. Mm-hmm. They fight two Death Troopers. Thrawn says he's Death Troopers. Right. They seem to have been a lot of zombies for a while, though, because right. they literally have like, a fucking hole in their mask and the fucking, uh, like, ripped open jaw and that. Aye. And they fuck him up a bit. Uh, they catch him off guard. And uh, Sabine just then just uses the Force. Okay. She drops her lightsaber. And she goes, oh, 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 I got it. Right. And Alex has already explained, pointed out how they really flubbed that because it was just sort of like, oh, I guess she just, like, what was stopping her? What was the emotional journey for it to go on? Or I guess what was her hang like, up? I guess she needed, like, that that pressure situation. Yeah, but like that's a like life just, or death moment. that's just like, a, I'm not trying hard enough. A good story is like, there's something physically blocking you. There's like mm. an emotional thing. Like, if they'd maybe honed in more than like the relationship with Ahsoka, like, okay, now that she's weaned out her master apprentice relationship and everyone right. said what they needed to say, but they didn't because these characters didn't talk about their feelings right. until the last minute. Mm-hmm. No one said anything about anything until the last bit when Ahsoka goes, I'm cooler now. And Sabine's like, that's good. And Thanks. now she can use the force. Right. And I'm not the one who's like, yeah, just using the force is a bad thing. Again, like, people moaned about Rey and like Force Awakens being able to use the force. The mm. force just does that. But the problem is, like, it ran through Rey in a sensible way. They, they specified so much of like Sabine has an issue mm. and then when she finally does it she just stops having an issue right she gets over it by just not having an issue anymore and just doing it okay and uh, they do the rebels trick where like so they defeat the night the, the death troopers and then the stars are flying away and like I can't jump that so it's just like she seems like I'll do the fucking thing where you do a big force jump and I'll force push you like Kanan and you used to do mm. and she does it she can now fucking full force push like fucking wah and I'm like, right. I guess at least it makes more sense. If that was the moment where she did use the force, because it was mm. a lot more based on like trust in the relationship between them and that. Right. So Ezra gets onto the Star Destroyer as it's leaving. Mm. Sabine and Ahsoka don't. Yeah, so they're Sab- on the planet. Sabine's like had a moment where Ezra's like, I can get you, but so Ahsoka's fighting Morgan and Sabine's like, nope, we're staying with my master. Right. And she stays, helps Ahsoka win. Ahsoka kills Morgan. Right. Fucking kills her dead. Mm. And that's fine. A little bit. They still left too much of that character out to really understand. Like this, like, this, this is an oh, imperial I mean, as person like, as like a Jedi killing someone. Oh right, yeah. Like it was like I said, it was in the heat of the fight. Like, it was a killing blow. Oh yeah. By the way, like obviously we mentioned Mara Keller. Like they don't ever explain that other than like I think it was supposed to infer he was just like a resurrected Inquisitor or something because yeah. of the green smoke. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she like takes down Morgan. We barely really know anything about Morgan. She's there's a lot of whole thing about sacrifice. Like these troopers, like Thrones, like these guys know they're gonna be like, left behind and turn into zombies, basically. And they're like, yeah. Yep, they love you, Thrawn. And he's like, like when they're about to leave and the soldier's getting there, he's like, Morgan, someone should probably stay behind and slow them down. And it's you. And it's you. And she's like, Okay, do you know what? And there's a bit of implication about the Night Sisters being at least self serving enough because he's like for the Empire, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh and she's like Bathamir. Right. And the Night Sisters are all like, yeah, like the Great Man's like, you're base, we love you. Mm-hmm. So the Star Wars, and it goes, okay, it fucking leaves. And they, we're back in Star Wars. They they get on the T6 shuttle, like, Hu Yang's there, and they're like, we're gonna go, we'll mm. chase it, we'll fly they, the hang. They can't do that. They miss it, pff, flies yeah. away. Ahsoka, Hu Yang, and Sabine are trapped on Peridia. Aye. They go live with the Noti. There's a big ending montage, basically. Mm. Yep, you see Thrawn's back, he's in Star Wars now. Aye. He's going to Dathomir. You actually see Dathomir from the right. outside with okay. the Night Sisters. Mm hmm. It's clear that they're sort of feeling a bit iffy about him. There's a bit right. where, like, he talks about opening... In the finale, I talked about him dropping lasers on them. Mm. He literally says, open fire on the fortress, which right. is, like, the fortress they've got is a big Night Sister thing. It's like right. a holy site. So the Night Sisters here have been like, man, just bomb the fortress. They're about like, right. well, well, hang on, this is, like, a holy site. They don't really do or say anything, but it's clear that they're like, right, hang on. This guy's uh, getting a bit annoying. Right. 
So he's away at Dathomir to do something with the fucking Great Mothers and a bunch of like mm-hmm. a thousand Night Sister corpses. Probably right. fuck them all. Let's be honest. Asajj? Well, people are talking about Asajj because in Dark Disciples she gets buried on Dathomir, but the Night Sisters go. don't resurrect you like with any smarts. Aye. So I don't want Asajj to come back and just be like, a, like yeah, oh, great, yeah. there's Asajj Ventures over there. Yeah. Although they do mention her by name. Okay. I think in six or seven, I think it's six because it's when Ahsoka's going right. to Peridia. She's watching, you get another Hayden appearance. Okay. She's watching a training hologram and it's actually, the dialogue's taken pretty much verbatim from Tales of the Jedi. Right. You remember the one which was just the Anakin's training Ahsoka to mm. do the thing where she's surrounded by clone troopers? Yeah. It's that one. It's exact, nearly the exact same dialogue. Right. But he's like, you'll face many villains in this war. Mm. A General Grievous, Asajj Ventress, Count Dooku. Mm. It's like, oh my God, live action. Hayden Christensen saying Asajj Ventress. <laughs> Yeah, so the next thing in the uh, before Thrawn leaves, like they kill some troopers on the, the in the Chimera, and Ezra like gets on the Chimera and he grabs the radio. He does a classic Ezra like, "Well, C one two, we're coming to meet you." And Ezra's like, "Oh, thank you, I'm on the radio doing like pretending to be a stormtrooper." Mm. And he's like, "I'm gonna go take this." So it's implied he's like grabbed a disguise so he can pure blend in. Right. So Thrawn comes back and that's bad. Ezra takes Balin's shuttle, which was literally visible in the hangar, right on the edge of the hangar, right. and somehow escapes at some point. Probably it was easy for him to just fly away. Yeah. Alex, as I was explaining, was like, he might not even have like escaped easily. He might have been shot and fucked up in that. Mm. But he goes back to home one. He makes it to the New Republic. Right. It's like a mirror to the first episode where like that same shuttle goes into home one. But this time it is an action. It's instead of a, a good, a, ma- a bad guy masquerading as a good guy, it's a good guy masquerading as a bad guy. It's, he yeah. comes out wearing this Stormtrooper armor and I was like, it's fucking Stormtrooper. Mm. And then Chopper's like, it's you. He rolls up and he's like, holy fuck, it's you. Yeah. He takes off the helmet. It's Ezra. Big emotional moment. Mm. They don't hug, which is bullshit because those characters should be hugging. Right. They just sort of do the whole like, oh, it's me, I'm home. And then the scene ends. Man, it's because they didn't film again. I know. That's literally <laughs> those two were, those actors were not together in that room. I think there's maybe like another wee thing I'm missing, but it's not like a big deal. And then uh, they come back to Peridia. Well, no, yeah, it's the Balin and Shen. Balin and Shen appear in the finale finally. Yeah. Balin's Shin's, like on top of the gods. Yes. Balin is like. So, first of all, you see Morai. You see the convoy, the wee green owl that's been following Ahsoka, that's basically the daughter. Right. Then it cuts to Balin. He just walks up. He's a modest man. Pulls back and he's Aye. on a statue of the father. Yeah. And there's a statue of the son and a destroyed statue of the daughter. Uh-huh. And he's looking at the distance and there's like a light shining in the mountains. Yeah. That's it. Bro. Shin goes to the, there's like bandits that lived on like Peridia and they get right. a couple of fights with them and they were working, like Shin and Balin were working with the bandits because like mm. enemy of my enemy. She right. goes back to the camp and like fucking like rallies them. Like she pulls up, all she does is pull up a lightsaber, light it. Right. That's it. Okay. And I'm like, cool, there's the interesting, compelling villains mm. who have absolute, I don't know who they are and what they're doing here. Yeah. And then yeah, the final scene is just to be in in Ahsoka, Ahsoka like, again. We're gonna train. They're chilling. We're like we're fine. We're friends. We've got hope. Ezra yeah. made it home. Yep. So I'm sure we'll sort it. Sabine's like, oh, I think I saw something. I, think I hear something. Maybe it was just the force. I don't know. Right. And Ahsoka looks out. She. It's implied that she sees it, but she doesn't directly address it. But it turns away. And it pulls back. It's the force goes to Anakin watching. Right. At least Ahsoka. Some right. people say that we think that maybe Sabine felt Kanan. But Ahsoka right. like mm. saw Anakin because of their relationship. Yeah. Um, and he's like, "Yep, he, he gives out, he gives out a good smile. Okay. Everything's okay. Okay. And that's just that. Okay. I now, mean, describing it to me, like, I, I like a lot of that. I can't lie. Mm-hmm. Sure, you might have some issues with like how it's told and like characters not interacting or not saying what should be said. Mm-hmm. But I like, I like the sounds of that. Everything sounds really good. Right. Uh, a lot of people say sorry. He does have that thing where like he makes a loss and he's like, "Oh, it was an acceptable loss." And he does that too much. I disagree. He's very tactical. Like mm. he deploys units in little bits. I was a bit where Ahsoka like hides in like a fucking asteroid belt right before she lands on the planet, and he's like right. only sending like two Tie Fighters, mm. and like we're only gonna like let them find them and then get them back. I don't want to get hurt. Yeah, he's very like I'm only gonna deploy 
a lot of bits at a time because I'm not going to waste my precious resources. So it shows right. you how he's like tactical and smart, but he still makes an impact. He's doing precision mm-hmm. strikes. But every so often he like loses or that, and he's like, that was calculated. And people are like, oh. I'm like, look, Rebel Season 3 is literally thrown, lets them look five times, and then finds the location of the secret base. Mm-hmm. And you know what? For all of Thrones calculated loss in this, he wins, he escapes, and oh, also well, that, so was the, that was the ultimate goal, yeah. Yeah. He's great. Malarge Mickelson's fantastic. I'm mm. so glad. The guy who plays Thro- uh, Ezra, that's called Emanis Fandy, right. he's instantly just, he's the best out of all of them except Thrawn because it's Lars mm. to just become the animated character. Right. man just as Ezra. He's got so many little mannerisms. He's cheeky. He does like little Ezraisms. He's just like an older Ezra and right. I love him for it. Okay. There's a lot of good to it. I won't even pretend. I, a lot of the issues are with how it's presented and mm-hmm. the biggest issue is the ending being like there's no resolution to anything really Aye. there's no character conclusions the closest we get to emotional fulfillments are like mm-hmm. brushed aside or quickly exposited and then it's like Balin and Shin are in a place mm-hmm. I don't know what they're doing why they're doing it because they haven't said a fucking word and they don't say or do anything and they don't yeah. talk and nobody talks Morgan died we don't really know who Morgan was Thrawn get back because obviously Thrawn get back that was the whole point of the show yeah Ezra got out, but now fucking Ahsoka and Sabine are trapped. Aye, but that'll be fixed in the episode, probably. Probably, no aye. Like, they'll be back, don't worry. It just feels too much like a, we're definitely getting a season two or we'll definitely resolve it in the movie. I, I guess, yeah, yeah. And I just, I, I think that's disappointing because I felt like, all right then, well now I just, I'm left wanting. Okay. I'm, I needed at least some finale. Pick a thing and close it. I think right. the Bailing and Shin thing should have just been like... Aye. The, some people point out, this shouldn't have been the Throne story. Right. Ahsoka and to be fair Ahsoka does not really know who Thrawn is in the finale of the show Thrawn mm. goes oh by the way I've never actually met you Ahsoka and someone's like that's, that's wild that the primary antagonist of a show mm. says to the primary protagonist I don't know who you are by the way damn man I think Balin and Shin should have just had all the attention and if they wanted they could be made right. Thrawn relevant in a little way or just devote more time like have the Thrawn leaving thing just happen because obviously it's going to happen uh-huh. and then devote like the finale to be like tackling Balin and Shin yeah. Like, well, okay, we're trapped okay. in Peridia. Let's deal with this fucking opposing force. But now it's like, no, season two will probably deal with that. But also, Ray Stevenson's dead, so it's not going to be as good. I don't know how we're going to deal with that. Eh? And like, I just, that's like shit we all want to see. Yeah. Like, we all want to know what that is, the modern stuff. Like, like what no the fuck is he up knows, to? Aye. What is, what is he cooking there? There's the theories are like, someone's like, it might just be Mortis. Like, aye. maybe Mortis is here. And right. that's the monastery because the monastery was going to my light. Some people like maybe it's the world between worlds and like being launched like with the past and change knows. stuff. I'd be fine with that. I don't want them to like fuck about with time travel too much, but right. I'd be fine with it. A lot of people think it's a thing called Abeloth, which is a legends creation, which is functionally the mother. Right. There's this person called like she she. Okay, there's so much lore about the fucking Mortis gods and legends, and it's we just don't need it. They explain the whole thing, but basically it's part of that lore. This one lassie becomes mm. the mother. Right. And she's like cool and chill and then she like drinks for a pool and goes fucking mental right. and becomes a nightmare tentacle monster who's like cool. an embodiment of all chaos in the fucking universe called Abeloth. Based. I don't want it to be Abeloth because Abeloth is just too much. It seems like kind of out too much. Unless they had like a fucking perfect like here's how we're going to adapt it. Right. Okay. Probably not that then. But I, I just wish there was a finality to it. I wish there was like the most compelling thing is like yeah Ezra gets back but then you're sort of like like first off Ahsoka and Sabine are now trapped so fucking someone took his place. Aye. And two, they don't like the reunion scene's not even sufficient enough. It's literally just like two cats being like, Oh my god, it's you, oh my god, it's you. Cool. I'm like, don't have a big beautiful hug, a triumphant swell of the music, like, oh my god, at least Ezra's back. We get to see Ezra again. Yeah. But like all the characters who did talk about their feelings talked about them awkwardly and didn't talk about the right people. So there was no compelling emotional moments. There was mm-hmm. just sort of like things happened. Right. Uh, well, I but missed then. I still think it's better than season three of Mandalorian. 
Fair. Because okay. I, I I like the characters more. There's at least something happening. All the night sisters shit interests me. Like, are the night sisters just like on Peridia or whatever it's called? Yeah, there's a lot of like Peridia. Like, the, so are the, the night sisters just like in other galaxies? It seems to be that they started in Peridia and then emigrated to like Dathomir, but then they call the, the old night sisters Dathomiri. Right. So that implies they're from Dathomir. So Aye. they maybe came from Dathomir to Peridia and so, then like, back. How are they transferring galaxies? Now the problem like, is, how is like, that this is our one where it's like, oh, I'd love to know that. Shame the fucking the show does not tell I, me anything whatsoever. We're finding that out now. But like, that's maybe something that you could expose a bit in the comics. I Whatever guess. the great mothers are up to, that needs to be shown. But like, right. you could have like a comic or a book being like, oh, here's like Night Sister lore. Like, here's yeah. where they started, where they went. They say like they talk about the Purgle. Apparently, Night Sisters tamed and rode Purgle. Alright, well that's how they're done it. They're like, just like that's based how they wizards, went bro. from one guy to the other. I just don't know. Who started wearing Violet? What the, the great mothers are like love thrown. They're right. like, we're absolutely working with you. We're besties. You're so cool for us. Okay. And even when he's a bit weird, they're still like, no, we're on your team. Ah, but like, so what's thrown offering he them? He would probably do that because he just like can ingratiate in a culture like that. Well, people are talking more about how he has to get a four shoes on his head because twice right. he's lost a four shoes. So he needs to get one. Yeah. I mean, maybe he just uses the force ball. He even comments on it. He's like, I've been fucking caught up in the heroics of a single four shoes before, never again. Mm. There's the book, book, the books are canon. Oh. Uh, Thrawn's like who the fuck is Ahsoka's master mm. and Morgan's like in the next episode I checked the Inquisitorius database it's Anakin Skywalker and he's like oh my fucking god that's an issue Darth Vader so you're like oh he knows him and then the finale he doubles down on it mm. he's like hi Ahsoka by the way like I knew Anakin I knew you and I also master. knew Darth Vader and I knew he was Anakin mm. I'm like holy shit that's just Thrawn, Thrawn alliances so that's, that's just the second that finds, is that where he knows he finds it out that's Thrawn meeting it's a, it's a, it's a two pronged story it's a flashback and I mean a present day story mm. he meets Anakin during the Clone Wars right. when he's like a little explorer from the Chiss Ascendancy right. and he goes on a mission with Darth Vader to the same planet both of which are Batuu which is the theme park planet right. and he deduces he's like by the way like you're just that same guy I'm it like literally like, I know who you are aye. obviously I'm super smart Fair. and that's the show being like yeah that happened the books happened which okay. is great right but yeah, I mean, as I say, there's the writing and the, the, the sort of a lot of the presentation is just a bit it's flat just and not, awkward. not quite there yet. But what they're all saying and doing is still more interesting and compelling than Mandalorian and there is a thing happening. Right. Even if I pretty much knew how, like, you know, Thrawn was always going to get back. Oh, we knew that was happening. They're I? doing something on all the episodes. Some episodes right. drag a bit. I mean, you've seen episode three, which is just ultimately, they're all fighting. Aye. The penultimate episode is literally just like, yeah, they're all fighting. Again. There's a lot of bit like, a, like emotion character stuff, but they're mm. all just fighting. Right. But it's, it's I don't know, I, I enjoyed it enough. I just was disappointed by the lack of a resolution and the okay. manner in which they went telling it. And I would recommend watching it if anything Well, I will get interest. to it eventually, yeah. But like I said, I'm not, I'm I'm feeling a lack of connection to it, like, much like you, because I just, I'm not in a rush to finish it. I'm just, mm. it's just, I'll, just I, I, I'll do it one day. Nothing's me. All this, I, I, I'll take the stuff I like out and mm. I love it. Like, oh, yeah. Mela's within said Hera, Emanis van de Ezra, Natasha Lodrizzo, like, Sabine just rebels Lars Thrawn mm. Ahsoka gets better Sabine no sorry uh, Rosario's Ahsoka is like now she starts to smile and joke more and be cooler because of her experience right. in 5 okay. I don't actually know what the fuck her experience in 5 were and what they mean and what her real art was and people can explain it to me but right. it's that thing I've said multiple times about how if you have to generate the excuse right. you're not if you're just basically filling in the gap yourself mm-hmm. and the show's not really said anything about it that's bullshit the show should at least say something about it I mean maybe they've inferred it somehow and like it works for them like I think that's okay I think it's the problem when we were talking earlier about like intent versus yeah, like yeah. interpretation the thing is I think there should be a clear vision and what and you can interpret it on what you want uh-huh. but there should still be a clear vision right and 
the problem is in this, there was instances where it was like, no, everything was too muddled. You didn't say enough mm. or you chose weird words or you chose to do weird actions where you could have just said X, Y, or Z to mm. at least give us a, a visionary concept to know right. who each character was and where they were and why. That's what I'm saying. Like the whole Ahsoka and Sabine never talk about their fucking issues until the mm. last episode where they don't right. even really talk about it. And right. also, who Yang tells Ezra the critical lore that we've about needed for eight episodes. Aye. Shit like that's like embarrassing. Right. But it's at least enjoyable as a Rebels thing. I just, it's, okay. It just was severely lacking in the presentation the department. Content. and I just don't like that there was no resolution. I don't like that it was less just watch the movie or watch season two of Ahsoka. Okay. I hate it I when mean, they do I that. I can give you that, yeah. I can understand that point. Well, Jesus Christ. Oh. Is that us? I think so. I don't think there's anything else to discuss Star Wars wise. We kept talking about doing like a ranking thing. I don't think we'll have it. We'll not do a big thing, but let's just quickly touch base. Mm. So yeah, we, we cut it all through. The prequel trilogy is beloved. Aye. It has its faults. We like it. It's good. Revenge of the Sith is great. Like, prequel trilogy has my favourite thing, so... Clone Wars is all exactly. good. Yeah. And Agile Trilogy is such a, a weird up and downer, considering mm. you've got the old, old movies and then the new, new, like, cartoons and shows. For Aye. Because it's like an endlessly mineable resource. Yeah. It's so much there. And then the sequels and the, the sort of post-Return of the Jedi era... Are like the new... Prequels. It's the new prequels. They are like kind of looking like the rougher ones than now. Yeah. Um. Although there's so much more strat- stratification in the dialogue about it. Aye. Like nothing was as controversial as the Last Jedi. Aye. Of the course, prequels yeah. it was just I was dumb and I hate it. And Aye. Yeah. Came, it was like oh I actually did like that to be fair. It was based. That's what it's kind of. I like Force Awakens. I don't like Last Jedi at all. Or uh, maybe Rise nobody of really likes that. Aye. Like nobody really likes the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, yeah, I think we can all agree. That, like we could all like Force Awakens and dislike Rise of Skywalker yeah. it's just in the middle where we're all sort of get about and there is all this like p- sort of gentle filling out and I do like the filling out what Mandalorian Boba Fett and all that's doing up to this Dave Filoni movie Aye. whether it's just a straight chain of the Empire movie mm. I like that they're just padding it all and like filling out the, the era I like Aye. that they're sticking to this time frame because mm. there's a lot of interesting stuff like the rise of this like well-meaning but ultimately corrupting an efficient government and yeah. like the transition for, out of an imperial road sort of era and like the feelings of the people yeah so I like what they're going for, and I, I hope they continue to improve. But I will say I'm I'm finding some stumbles. The most recent TV series have been a bit lacking for me. Haven't filled me with confidence. Ahsoka better than season three Mando though. Mm-hmm. But luckily, so when we look at it in the grand scheme, at least we can take joy in the things that do come out for us. Uh-huh. Bad Batch season three will come out. Yep. Primo and that'll, fans that'll love be good. Fans. And our season two will come out. Oh, and that'll be amazing. Probably amazing. And then, you know what, we can see how they go on these like new next year stuff. If the Day for the is good, if mm. the like episode 10's good, if the man gold like fucking Dawn of the Jedi is good. Mm-hmm. I weird enough I have confidence, despite the fact that it's been shaken, I actually I'll get back to a point with Star Wars recently where even after episode nine, I'm like, look, I still think there's enough people working on this and there's enough good stuff. Although I also pay attention to more things than just the media. You know, with the books, High Republic's nothing but Aye. goodness. I don't think that's a bad one. I've not seen anyone review it badly. I've not seen all the reviews though, so I don't I can't really say I've that. I've not seen any badness at least. Yeah. I think Phase 2 lags a bit because people have yet to fully see the necessity of it, but... Aye, the necessity of going back to go forward again. Like, that, that is interesting. Although apparently, lie. like, the first issue of the first Shadow of the Star, like, the first thing things, I made it like, holy shit, I'm so glad I read Phase 2. There's immediately, right. like, I've started to learn, so... Well, there you it go. It doesn't take long. <laughs> Games... I'm kind of happy with games now. Jedi Fallen right. Order, Jedi Survivor, I have my issues with, but all in all, I think they're fantastic. Still, we play the second one. You should. I think you should give it a go there. I'm excited I, to see Outlaws. Sale, but yeah, I'm excited to see Outlaws. I, I'm interested to play that one. That one's like a 
I feel like I, I enjoy like a Mandalorian Outlaw character playing mm-hmm. that more than a yeah. Jedi. A Jedi's fun, it's cool, but like I've played enough sword games. Uh, yeah. I'm grateful that they are confident to step into the diversity and like well, obviously we can have the Mandalorian and Ahsoka. One of them's like just Jedi, like classic, and the other one's like Aye. oh emotionally complicated bounty hunter type, or mm. like if it is gonna be Bo Katan, then like oh like like warrior princess leader of the fucking warrior people. Yeah. It's all fascinating. So I actually even have confidence in the face of some setbacks. Yeah, I say no full ranking, but my tops, as I say, uh, Last Jedi, Andor, and Rebels. Okay. I love those debates pretty Close. much. I mean, I can't, I can't knock your opinions on them. I've well defined. So. Um, and then uh, next to that, I'd say I really like Clone Wars, Bad Batch, mm. Revenge of the Sith. Right. Like that's the tier where it's like, like even if I don't think it's of the highest quality all the time, mm. I'm just really um, enjoy it. I really enjoy it. I do. To be fair, I'd even put Bad Batch higher up. Right. I love Bad Batch. Aye. But to be fair, I need to wait for a season. I kind of want to wait till that's done before I can quantify it, you know? Kind of like an Andor. Yeah. Although, then, maybe that's unfair because I've also put Andor right at the top. And, but you just but then season one Andor anyway. is so perfect in my eyes. Aye. I'm not saying Bad Batch isn't perfect, but they're like, like, ask me, like, why is Bad Batch not at the top? Well, I can name you, like, an episode that's distinctly just fell in. I don't really care for it. Right. There aye. you go. But I still, I'd still say Bad Batch is fantastic. Mm-hmm. All the clone stuff is great, to be fair, even when it's aye. not the best like like episode 3 like maybe the effects aren't the best or maybe the storytelling of the actors aren't the best although mm. episode 3 is a lot better than we get credit for in that department yeah. but clone stuff does always get a kick out of me too aye it's probably because of our era but like yes, yeah. they had the they had the fire with the clone stuff they just know what they're cooking with it bro at this point they're it's, just like a formula they've got yeah and you're pretty much all there would you say like aye look I, I, I don't even know if I could rank it as well as you clone wars is top for me because there's so much of it and it's so varied and different all of it being like what I'd assume most people would say Star Wars is. Rebels have not finished, but I enjoyed what I'd seen. The movies, Empire's my favourite still. Then it's probably, I don't know, man, it's probably some prequel stuff. Maybe Empire, Return, Revenge, sort of along that kind of line. I don't really know. Hmm. I need to think about it more deeply. I could sit and rank them all, to be fair, but I, yeah. I, I just, with Star Wars, I just like to know my, my good guys. Yeah. You know I mean, that's why I always have my little handles. Oh, Andor, mm-hmm. Last Jedi, Rebels, those are my guys. Yeah. I can trust them. Like if I had, I was like, I want to watch some Star Wars content. I would, I would go Clone Wars. I could fire on an episode, mm. and I'd find some and enjoy them in it and about it. I mean, Revenge of the Sith is a very comfy movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I could stick that on. Yeah. But then, as you see, even though you might be able to, like, I could stick on. I've Last Jedi is a good wee one for that for me. Although, mm. what well, I am a big fan of rewatching movies with stuff on them, like pop on the director's commentary. Disney Plus has a, a an OST only version of Last Jedi. Oh my! Which is beautiful because like I said John Williams score in that movie was, was divine there's a consistency music's always good in Star Wars yeah it's always fun and colourful and there's cool mm-hmm. aliens and shit and you know what like oh god this episode I feel like we spent griping a lot and I really attempted to fix it a like complex like mm-hmm. on, on discourse but I think it, all, was, it was bound to harm yeah putting it all to bed uh-huh. Star Wars is great uh, yeah you know, there's a lot to say about a lot of things, but... It's a, it's a hard run recently, but... Yeah, it's know, got its ups and downs. Right now, I'm, I'm sort can't, of... Hmm. You can't knock the uh, the everlasting impact it's made on pop culture and the uh, the value it still has and the stories it's left to tell. 100% on that, yeah. It's, it's longevity for a reason. It's mm-hmm, long that, yeah. for a reason. It's always, it's always got stuff going on. Um, mm. I'm keen to I'd sort say, of keep exploring like, it. The High Republic as an era is testament to that. That like you can, it's sort of an ever expanding thing anyway. Yep. And da- um, David Mangold, James Mangold's movie being like a start point might not even be the start point. 
It's true. It could still be before that that we have stories to tell. There, there could be eventually be, like, at least you could probably go too far in one direction, but... Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Like, the amount of, I mean, out of, like, just, like, mind out of the fucking, the original trilogy period alone. Aye, we've, we're still doing it. And we've still got, like, fucking oodles to go, like, you've got your fucking sequel era, your prequel era, and then I, High Republic, go back to the Old Republic types, mm-hmm. fucking New Republic, post-New Republic with the Ray movie, like... Yep. It's going to be crazy, bro. I'm, I'm confident there's always stuff to do. I'm confident... I'm I'll confident at least like... one of these movies will be good. Yeah, I think... <laughs> I, I I don't know. I th- feel like I should... After season the Mando, I was more... You're concerned. Yeah, annoyed about it than I am after and uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka I didn't really like Ahsoka as much. Yeah. It's like I, I thought I could have. But then, I don't know. It was still good enough and fun enough. And I mean, Thrawn's back and the promise of Thrawn being about is like, okay, like... Cool. Ahsoka like season Thrawn, two or like... So this Dave Filoni movie, yeah. it's going to do something for mm-hmm. me. There's a guaranteed something's going to happen for me and then Aye. we'll keep watching it unfold for there. Aye. For all our greats, for all our white men wibbling or crying or picking on Star Wars. <laughs> I'm happy to uh, to be a part of it. Yeah. I'm glad I could sort of expedite and share my feelings here. I'm enjoying the content. There's a lot of complicated stuff to go about. Although if you ask me a good day, I'll just be like, that's good, I am it. Or I, I hate it. Fuck Star Wars. It's a bit not changeable for you, yeah. I, I, I love it. I'll say I hate it. I, I never yeah, actually meant I hate it. it. I love it. I hate to be a part of it. He hates that he loves it, but he loves yeah, it. Yeah, I hate to go on Twitter and like talk to people about it. Aye. Because, like, Twitter. <laughs> but, yeah. It's a, so it's a, it's a doozy. And this series was a doozy. It was, but it was a good idea, Ewan. It was a good idea. Was it? Aye, I think so. Okay, I'm glad to know that. I, I'm happy to have... I think it was a really good idea. I enjoyed our discussions. I did as well. It was just really deeply engaging and, like, it, you know... It, it wasn't even always just about like oh I like that it's good it was Aye. like confronting it was always about weaning and discussing and feeling and theorising oh, mm-hmm. it was pleasant it was chunky chunky if, chunky if anyone's listening to this and has stuck their way through the whole thing yes good god good well done because we, we tailed off a bit towards the end here yeah we're, we did lose a bit of steam we're tired we're exhausted we're talking about stuff that's not as good as it could be yeah I haven't had a drink of water in like three hours I have needed to pee for at least an hour and I, I, I think I'm going to die <laughs> Dave's going to piss his pants I wish you would have told me we could have taken a break I wanted do you know what like I was like oh we'll get to like Mando and then before we talk about it so I'll break but we just got wet and I was like you know what I'm just here I didn't we'll need to pee exactly in that here. moment but I had like in spells needed to pee and I've been like man I need to pee so bad oh damn bro <laughs> damn but it's fun I prefer well it's fair laugh. enough mate we'll, go, we'll get you on the piss on <laughs> now we'll wrap it up it's been a good fun a good pleasure yes we will probably kick it back with an easier one after this I for a while so. Aye. I don't think we'll get anything that we've been undertaking this big nah not for at least a bit you um, know Probably, I don't know, we could, maybe the DC one. But maybe the DC one, aye. Maybe we could leave that for next year in preparation of Superman. It's true, you know, we have a lot going that. on. Did you see, we're talking about sort of news the now, do you see they confirmed that none of the Zack Snyder, Justice Hero actors would return as their roles? I don't know who said it. Was it from the horse's mouth James Gunn himself? Allegedly, but then I didn't see the quote from it. I just saw yeah. people saying James Gunn says. So, I mean, if James Gunn says. said that, I, I believe it. I actually just don't believe it until I've seen him say it though. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I think that's... If you're going to do a clean break, do a clean break. They're saying that they're like... Momo's already getting a new contract written for Lobo. Yeah, well, I think they would recast some of them. Yeah, aye. Like, that makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, I don't know how they do Cena then. Because Cena was like... Well, I mean, it was just generic Justice League people in Peacemaker, right? It wasn't like the Justice League. I mean, so yeah, I guess the, you can get away with that. saw Ezra and Ezra? Jason... Ezra and Jason. Oh, Ezra Miller. I thought I was like, uh, I thought I was talking about Star Wars Ezra. I'm like, how is he fucking in it? Uh, Ezra, uh, right. Ezra, Ezra, Jason Zadilla. Right. Hey, this guy, kid, and Ahsoka. 
I guess I don't know why, because I mean, that's just a weird one. He I just wants to work with his mates, and that makes sense because it's his mates. Or just don't put the Justice good. League back in Peacemaker and just pretend it didn't happen. Aye, that's fine. Aye, cool. I mean, Show was in it, and he had a movie that isn't even a thing, but he's still like a same character, so. Yeah, that's, I don't really know. that one's a fascinating one. I, you know, the idea of like, James just working with his pals, sometimes that grates me, but as long as it works out, and like, that's Damon Cornsweet, if he's good as Superman. Aye. I have no doubt that, like, the fact he's working with his mates is a good thing because they work really well together. That is true, aye. I, I'm really sort of getting in there, like, okay, let's see how Superman Legacy turns out. Aye. I am starting to feel a little bit of hope, a little bit of, like, <gasps> A little bit of hope. Do you like, know what this symbol stands for? Why do you have an S on your chest? It's big, it's big S. It's just means, means stands hope. for Superman. Superman. <laughs> on my home world, it means Superman. Superman. <laughs> uh, fuck. Oh, right. Okay, people. We'll see you next time. Something a bit more easy going, a bit more fun. Yes. Hopefully. Hopefully. I, I have no doubt, man. It'll be nice and chill. Next Thank time, I promise. Oh, next time. I'm nice to chill. I only need a drink, so I'm like, I'm like dying. I'm like, I'm like as long as, long as next time I, I don't talk myself into a pet and it doesn't piss over my fucking Man. nice couch. Man's gonna dust. It's gonna dust. <laughs> Mister Dashington, I don't feel so good. I don't feel so good. But I thanks for sticking out with. Yes, thank you all. Both of us are thanking us as well. Thank you. Yes, thank for you. Sticking in with. Thank you. And uh, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I accept your thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Your thank you is rescinded. I do not accept. <gasps> oh my god. Piss off. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you, Graham. Thank you. And have a pleasant night, a pleasant day. Whenever you hear this. Whenever you hear this, yeah. You'll probably start listening to it in the morning and it'll be night when you finish it. Yeah, so it'll sneak up on you that way. Oh, uh, have, a, have, a good, have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening. Yes. Signing off. Goodbye. Goodbye. Scenes is a fan created podcast. We have no affiliation with any of the brand studios or properties mentioned. All views are our own. Produced and edited by my partner, Rebecca. Music is provided by Epidemic Sound. And the cover artwork was commissioned by Rhiannon Cargo on Twitter or Instagram. Oh my god. <laughs>